Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 9.07. We've whipped through one hour. Hour number two now of the WPTF Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. And uh, our friend Pam Beck is is with uh, Rufus and me and and Miss Nelsa from the Garden Hut in Fuquay, Verena. What you got going on at the Garden Hut right now? Well, goodness gracious, we are um, certainly ramping up for spring. We're getting truckloads of plant in, plants in weekly. Um, of course, one of my favorites is uh, um, just getting in some of the cool season vegetables right now. Um, about ready to finish like, pulling out the, the fall cool seasons and put in a few um, spring cool seasons. Um, so like seed potatoes, I'll get ready to do those in March and Throw a few more broccoli and and, and uh, cabbage in the ground, and then uh, by the time they're ready, I'll get my summer and uh, summer veggies planted. But uh, we're getting lots of perennials. We talked about hellebores earlier, and the corabels, hookeras, um, candy tuff. We're getting lots of dianthus in, and there's mm. such a world of uh, dianthus now in the scabiosa, the pincushion flower. Um, but lots of perennials that are that are late winter, early spring flowering. Um, trucks are coming of, of those type plants weekly. Uh, we're also getting lots of uh, trees and shrubs in. So we're just working on stocking up our, our mm-hmm. plant um, inventory. And, and then, of course, the store is just full of uh, fun little things, garden whimsies, uh, lots of wind spinners, uh, pottery. I'm like, I need to get the pottery to stop coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it's such a fun time of year. It, it, it just... I always look forward to resetting and um, just going into a new year. And, and, you know, when we get into March, I feel like we're we're ready for that. We're set. So, yeah. I noticed um, that the, the pin cushion is a good one to, to dry. Just yeah. hang them up, let them dry. And I, I have a question about uh, camellias. I love, I love Professor Sargent. Mm-hmm. I do. I, and it's, it's so pretty, I, like a carnation. just nothing like it, but Deep I have red. some some that have huge blooms others that are not diseased or nothing wrong with them just a smaller bloom is that unusual or i i got the same thing going well, on it, it's um because there's probably so many flower buds on that particular um branch or little little um i'll call it branchlet but a little little stub that um the energy is trying to go to several flowers um, yeah. versus if you follow the stem from the larger flower, there's probably not as many flower buds. 
So some of the camellia growers will, whatever. They'll pinch. They'll, they'll, they'll pinch some mm-hmm. of those little lateral lower buds so that the energy goes to the main I, I, flower. Boy, I find that hard to do. Well, I, 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 I do too. I'm like, <laughs> but let fruit, it be. <laughs> fruit growers do that too so mm-hmm. that they can have larger fruit and mm-hmm. uh, fewer but larger, nicer fruits. Um, now, I can do that on a fruit, but a flower? I know. Oh, I find that so hard to do. You could have worn pinch one off yesterday and, and used it as a boutonniere to go to Nash County. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can look You're like going Mr. To... Mr. Cooley. Uh, yeah. yeah. By the way, Pam, I, you're a garden historian, too. Uh, both of you have been to, to the house, all three. Two huge Stuart pecan trees in the back, two in the front, deliberately planted. Uh, was that a habit in, in the 20s to do a thing Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. That, that nobody that I can think of today would dream of doing that? Well, if you wanted food, and think about the 20s, those were lean years, you know, the 1920s um, with the Depression coming on, and you would want to grow food for your family. Yeah, and and most of the time, I mean, it's getting fewer and fewer, but, you know, there's areas you can drive out 42 for, for as long as it goes in a rural area um, or, or, or 210 or whatever, and you'll see where you know there used to be an old home place or old yeah. home site, but it's mm-hmm. gone, but the, the the driveway is gone as well, but you'll see a line of uh, pecan trees, mm-hmm. and that was the entrance into their, right. to their home. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. Yeah, and that, that was not unusual. Yeah, yeah. and even older parts of Raleigh, if you look in the backyard, a lot of those mm-hmm. are pecan trees. Yeah. yeah. Big, big old ones. So yeah. let Miss Monica join us uh, from State Farmers Market. Uh, Miss Monica, you doing all right this morning? Good morning. Doing well. Hope you are. You got any uh, pecan trees in your backyard? Actually, um, we have one that is, I'm not sure how old it is, but it was on my family's farm. It's been there. It's kind of a I don't know what you would say. It's sort of an icon there. It's been at the front of our house, the driveway there, ever since I remember. And I think my daddy said it was planted there when he was little. So it's, I don't wow. know how old that would be, but so it's, it's on up there. <laughs> did you, uh, do you get still get pecans from it? We do. It has its moments. Um, it probably needs a lot of um, TLC, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, it has its moments, as all pecans seem to do. Um, this year's been a really good year for pecans but it's not really that way every year but um this year all the way around i believe everyone's had a good year yeah. well, I, monica i have when when i was first got the house in 1978 i was coming in one night from a long trip and and my sbi driver i was dozing and all of a sudden it was like the car was being bombarded <laughs> with, with shots and under <laughs> on top and Uh-oh. underneath That's, I, I woke up and I said, Larry, what in the world is happening? And I was unaccustomed to having pecan trees around. And he put the car to a halt, and there was four inches of pecans there. They were dropping from the, the sky because it was a, a wind. And I had, that's how I was introduced to pecans in Raleigh, North Carolina. Be yeah. glad they weren't walnuts. Oh, 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 oh Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yes, well, nuts would have definitely probably gave you a concussion or knocked you out. <laughs> that would be a hard night. Oh. <laughs> so uh, what, what's going on out at the farmer's market this morning? 
Well, I tell you, we've got a, it is a little little cloudy and a little cool um, and a little drizzle here and there. But we, um, all of our farmers and all of our vendors are here, ready to serve our customers. So, um, thunderlump, grab a rain jacket or umbrella and come on out and um, support our local growers. We, of course, have all the cool season crops still coming in. A good variety of collards, cabbage, kale, um, some of the greens or the um, leaf lettuces, and sweet potatoes. We have those all year long, and February is the month that typically sweet potatoes are celebrated, just not when they're harvested or anything like that, but it's just when um, sweet potatoes have always been um, kind of the month of sweet potatoes that um, they're talked about a lot. Um, If you follow the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission on social media, you'll see that they um, have been sharing a lot of recipes, a lot of nutrition information about sweet potatoes on a daily basis. And uh, so if you don't have um, a good supply of sweet potatoes on hand, um, get time to get those. And, um, of course, they're available all year long because they do store well. But that's something you can just always keep on hand. Um, So many different ways you can enjoy a good North Carolina sweet potato. And you can't grow marshmallows alongside them. I want want to tell you that right now. No, but instead of marshmallows, though, you can always maybe put pecans instead. I know some people do pecans, or some people do both. Well, so. let, let's change this to a liquid note. Now, there are things that you can do with sweet potatoes that turn <laughs> well. out in, in a liquid form. <laughs> there are. There are. And uh, it's made in Greene County, mm-hmm. and it comes in a fifth bottle or half a gallon <laughs> bottle. Do you happen to have any on hand? Well, I, I do at, at yeah. my home, used properly, not on a Friday night, because that, that's a school night because of the show. <laughs> that's right. You can't bring any mini bottles to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes in a big one. So sweet potatoes have a, a, a very flowing culture about them. One way or another, they're, they're great. They are, and- so many different ways. That's right. Everybody can enjoy them in their own way, right? That's right. So what else you got? Um, they still have a good selection of apples available, a lot of varieties of those. Um, we have apple cider. We also have some cut flowers today, um, some beautiful cut flower arrangements, as well as um, some different meats and cheeses. We have farm fresh eggs. We have... Um, Chris's Peanuts, who does those fried peanuts. I know you guys love. We're, they're out and about. The German Bakery is out on the market. Mm. And um, a lot of other wonderful baked goods. The Cookie People with their cookies. We have um, some beef jerky. We have the hummus and the homemade pita chips. We have someone that's doing that. As well as the fresh salsa. We have honey. It's a good time to stock up on that honey with all the seasonal allergies coming at us. Um you can get that local honey and just so much more. Oh, Brussels sprouts, that's one thing that I um, noticed as well that we have available. Um, we do have the microgreens out today as well. And as the weeks go on, we're going to see more and more lining up down there in our farmer's area. We expect some folks in um, setting up next week or definitely by the weekend with more plants, um, some shrubbery and trees that sort of thing. A few perennials will be having those coming in unless something changes. They're telling me there'll be a few of them coming next Thursday, Friday, getting set up for the weekend. And um, then they'll be here for the season unless something really goes backwards with the weather. And you got the craft uh, fair coming up next month. 
won't be long. We do. It's right around the corner, March 17th through 19th. So everyone mark your calendars and make plans to come out. Um, we usually have somewhere around 100 vendors or so that set up just for the craft fair. And that's in addition to all of our regular vendors that are always um, here at the market. We'll have um, homemade crafts, all kinds of um, different types of food <laughs> products and um, different vendors that come in and show their wonderful products they're making. And uh, there's always a lot of unique items that come in um, throughout the season or throughout the craft fair and, well, really throughout the season too, I guess you could say. But we do have a lot of special ones just for the craft fair. Great. Sounds like a lot of fun. So It is. Yeah, so there's a lot. It's it's uh, the the building is starting to fill up again now. Are the vendors still in building number two, or are they moving back? Uh, or I know you've been working on things out there. Yeah, they're back. Um, all the ones that are there all throughout um, the winter months, they're back in their regular home. Um, they've been flipped back to the other end, and now we're doing the maintenance down on. I guess you could say the plant end. We're trying to get everything down there um, tidied up and ready to go for the season. So we'll be filling it up pretty quickly, we hope, and um, just always so much good stuff at the market. And I always like to remind everybody, we are seven days a week. We have vendors there every day. Um, we do have a few specialty ones who come in just for the weekend. But overall, you can go to the market any day and find a great selection. And uh, there are a lot of good restaurants out there and market shops and all kinds of stuff, right? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, the State Farmer's Market Restaurant was featured on RSD-TV last night. Um, they did a special with Gypsy, and that is posted, I know, to um, the State Farmer's Market page. If you follow us on Facebook and the restaurant, the State Farmer's Market Restaurant has posted that, or at least a portion of that story um, on there. If you didn't get a chance to tune in, you can go go back and watch it. And, of course, one of the big things they're talking about are those biscuits. And they like to refer to them as cat head biscuits because they're so big. I was and, talking uh, to Cliff Joyner's secretary about that yesterday. She uh, <laughs> said she hadn't, hadn't been to the farmer's market uh, restaurant in a while, and she wants to go. I said, well, I, we highly recommend it. Well, I had a, a tenderloin biscuit yesterday, Monica. Oh, man. Oh, awesome. Well, this segment that um, they featured on is Where Your Food, I think it's Where Your Food Comes From is the name of the actually series that they featured the restaurant on as well as the market. There's a portion of that story that's talking about the market and um, so. Well, did they, did they tell the story about uh, the biscuit plant? About the biscuit plant. The biscuit plant that they have in Sampson County. That's about oh, the I only place think... you can grow it. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's later in the season, Mike. Yeah, I, I know. Too early. Yeah. <laughs> Bart Ridner and, and Johnny Hood did a did a gab fest one day ad lib about a macaroni plant in Sampson County, <laughs> and boy, they just they just they had everybody convinced you'd go out to the farmers market and buy a macaroni plant. I'll have to play I, that yeah. sometime. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if so I can it, find it. It don't take much convincing for for some, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the whole thing, the concept there is where your food comes from and trying to help educate folks mm -hmm. and um, so they know where things grow and how they grow. And that's one of the great things about shopping at the State Farmer's Market 
or any local farmer's market um, is being able to have that relationship with your farmers and being able to talk to them and find out what they grow, how they grow it, and get those tips on how to can or freeze or prepare those different foods. So mm-hmm. That's right. Ask questions when you buy stuff because they know their stuff out, out there. You know, Monica, right. I, I have noticed a lot of my friends are going back to canning now. Mm-hmm. And when I grew up, if it lived, moved, <laughs> breathed, grew, my mama canned it. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then came along those darn freezers, and and they yeah. quit, quit the canning so much. But no, uh, y'all didn't have freezers. You had freezer lockers. First. We had a freezer locker before <laughs> the freezers. You go up to town. And you you rented a box like you would a a, a post office box, mm-hmm. and you had your key. And on Friday night, uh, Mama would say to Daddy, "Now, Walter, go up there and get us some hamburger steak uh, out of the freezer locker," <laughs> and then. Mama had a, two freezers for two freezers when they became very popular for vegetables, one for meats. But now I have a lot of my friends uh, who are canning. And I, I just wonder how, uh, that the mason jar people must be getting back in business again. Or ball, mm-hmm. ball jars. They were hard to find during the pandemic. They were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were, um, and I think that's you know I think the pandemic's a part of a part of that. Um, there it has been a a big trend towards folks doing a lot of a lot more canning and freezing over the past few years, and you know that's always a great idea because you can buy it when it's local and you know buy in bulk from um, the farmers, or you know if it's something that's not in season, you can always find it down in one of our areas, such as the trucker shed or our wholesale docks, if it's something that don't grow, or even maybe it don't, you know, like I say, it don't grow in North Carolina, you can buy it there in bulk and can or freeze. You can save money, and then you can also preserve and enjoy, you know, that goodness all year long. Um, Like right now, for instance, getting those North Carolina apples and making apple sauce or apple butter um, and being able to enjoy that all throughout the season, um, months that we don't have fresh apples available locally so it's always a good thing to do and even um i didn't mention that we have strawberries right now the Mm. tunnel grown strawberries and blueberries from down near wilmington and it's always a good time to make strawberry jam or jelly and you can just preserve that all the way through the year and and you don't have to go and and buy it from the grocery store you can just go to your um cupboard or your pantry and grab it right out and have it ready to eat with those biscuits you make, of course. Well, we always enjoy talking to you, Monica. We sure do. We enjoy talking to you, too, and we um, always appreciate it. We look forward to having you guys out here at the market later in the season. we yes, got to ma'am. get those dates set. So That's we- right. We're raring to go. Yes. So come out and support our folks and shop at the market shops. We didn't mention them, but, of course, there's a lot of good stuff in there, like an old country store, baked goods, dance, jellies, and so much more. Coffee, three, two, one. Coffee. coffee, yeah. Yes, the three, two, one. Coffee. That that would be a perfect stop this morning, I believe. That might be your first stop as you get That's here and grab right. yourself to walk around with. You take care, Miss Monica. You too, and everybody come see us and have a great weekend. You too. See bye you, bye. Monica. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. More of the weekend gardener coming up.
For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. All right. We're, on, we're back on, I think. What are y'all talking about? We're talking about organic herbs and the supply chain. And so we have this one grower, J&B Herb Farms, out of Roxboro. Um, you'll find them at the State Farmer's Market. You'll find them at most garden centers. A great product. You can get a lot of heirloom, uh, organically grown vegetables, as well as just organic herbs. Mm-hmm. And um, he's always done such a, an amazing job. Even 20 years ago, um, re- really eliminating plastic from his industry and growing in these what they call rice, rice. hole pots, mm-hmm. uh, which are um, you know are going to decompose uh, pretty quickly, and or they can crush and. And so he he had sent us a memo out that he's really having trouble getting this product now um, that some of his plants may have to go back into, um, you know, a little plastic cup. Yeah. So. Which is a shame because um, that's one of the things that you can look for is is that product. Mm -hmm. And um, they have they have really nicely developed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's herbs. Yeah. Oh, it's that other pot. Can you put it in the ground, leave it on? No, um, you know, you don't want to do that because in order to decompose, it's got to have some air and, and yeah. light and, oh, okay. and everything to I, it. Yeah, but, it, but. if I were going to do that, then... Um, the peat pots. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peat, yeah but even those, you don't want them wicking air, mm-hmm. but I... I kind of just step on them uh, two or three times mm-hmm. and you hear the crunch. That way your roots are broken up and um, then you have more fragments that are right. going to break down quicker, mm-hmm. but... Um, really, if I'm planting them in a planter, I mean, I just try to save the cup and then I mm-hmm. pot something else in it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it'll hold up in the ring uh, for a good year. Plus. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How about that? All right, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Have you? Uh, did you get through all of your plants that you put on Facebook? By the way, uh, the Weekend Gardener Facebook page. I think you posted on I it. I did. I tagged you guys. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, again, a little bonus plant being a perennial, and we have brought this on many, many, many times, but it's a a, a euphorbia, one called um, uh, Ascot, Rainbow, Rainbow. Ascot. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful little plant, variegated, does well in some shade, does well in full sun. Um, it'll start flowering soon, but just a, a great evergreen perennial, great for container gardens, great for perennial beds. Um, just some dianthus. I did bring some camellias. Um, most of, well, all of these are from, from my house. It was a little dark when I left, so I wasn't able to get to, to too many of them. But, um, and Pam was showing me a pretty one that, I don't know, it don't. It's one of those that I've had it so long I have forgotten the name of it. It's almost like Hermie, but but too white. It's 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 a it's a beautiful. You send it to Mike Chaletnik. He he is just the historian, I believe now, on camellias. Yeah, I may post it on Facebook and ask if anybody can ID it. It's hard to do though. There are so many that are out there that look similar. True. I have asked um, even David Parks. Yeah. I've I've got some that I bought from his dad, Clifford, years ago, and David said there's just there could it could be this or this or this or this, you know, kind of thing. So you. Unless you keep up with those tags, but sometimes the squirrels carry them off. They and sure do. <laughs> <laughs> or they get buried under they the sure mulch. Do. You know? They yeah. sure do. Now, yeah. now, this is one I I, I just snapped that. Ooh, 
It just what went is away. that baby? It went away. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! It, but it, some it, of them are you can identify them, uh, be it white by the gate or crimson candles. Some of the camellias are very, very distinct. Professor Sargent, I think, is one it's, of the easiest. It's very to, distinctive because it's too. so. Yeah, so different in shape. The the governor mutons and that that one I mean can be a little tough too, um, with its. You, you had one there that's got a slight touch of, of white in it somewhere. Yeah, that well, that, it might have been a photo. That's that that's one is Lady Laura. Yeah. So this came off the same plant. Most of them are very peppermint striped, but there are some solid. I like the striped ones. Mm-hmm. They I are have fun. A, I have a plant that has red. And also, you know, like striped. a white. Oh, yeah. is it striped or white? Yeah, it has red and, mm-hmm. and white mm-hmm. on okay. it too. Yeah. So it's. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a, there's a series, uh, the Nuzio series, which mm-hmm. to me are very formal. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. make the prettiest boutonniere corsage or uh, float them, float them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they look like porcelain. Oh, they do. They're they, sh- they're just gorgeous. They're 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 perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Like Pink Perfection. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, I love that That's one. That's a great yeah. old chameleon. That is yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I've heard that uh, seems like all my life. Mm-hmm. About that one. It's an old one. Yeah. yeah. And we also have one called <laughs> Fragrant Bouquet mm. um, that it, it does have really good fragrance to it. Um, I think there's only three or four left, but we, we had brought back about 20 a um, couple weeks ago and or maybe three weeks ago, but they're they're stunning. What is it? Does it smell like some other plant, or does it have its uh, a distinct? Um, it's just kind of a. It's not an overbearing sweet uh, smell, but it, it's just it just has a nice fragrance. It's very. Mm. It's a soft fragrance. Mm-hmm. What color mm-hmm. is it? This one is a um, uh, a pink. It's a soft pink, um, multi petaled, um, and then that that tight cluster of uh, yellow stamens in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, that's not, that's always an added benefit. Absolutely. Them. What's the name of it again? Uh, pink Pink Perfection. Pink Perfection. Mm-hmm. Or fragrant bouquet. Or fragrant bouquet. Yeah, fragrant, is that, yeah fragrant, <laughs> fragrant bouquet. Yeah. Yeah. So is that? Gee uh, <laughs> whiz, what is it again? <laughs> I got me confused. Who's on first? Fragrant yeah. bouquet. There you go. Bouquet. So is that is that the most fragrant of the fragrant? Camellias? I don't know. Because there really aren't that that many. Well, you know, it's interesting because the early camellias, the uh, sinensis are fragrant. uh, Many of the sasanquas are fragrant. It depends on what it's been crossed with because some of the species are are quite fragrant. I picked up one in Greenville, South Carolina, Mm. when I attended a conference down there a couple weeks ago. Um, that Dr. Parks had found in China. It's a species, and I can't remember it right off the top of my head, but it's a single white, uh, four-petaled, nice defined center, and it, too, was a very fragrant one. So uh, it's just finding finding them. Were you at Park Seed Company? No, sir, I did not get down to Greenwood and that area uh, down there, but uh, I have been to Park Seed. It's a a lot of fun to visit down that neck of the woods, yeah. Very good. Uh, Ron is in Apex. Ron, good morning. You're at WPTF. Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. How's everything out on the road? I say everything is just about perfect. All right. What's going on? 
Well, I was just uh, listening to all the comments about camellias, and I'm just a camellia enthusiast. About Very good. Four years old, been messing with them for a long time. But anyway, um, I've got a most unusual camellia this uh, this year. It's a Governor Mouton. Of course, everybody knows old Governor Mouton is mm-hmm. variegated. It's always variegated. Believe it or not, I had one little variegated bloom early, and every bloom on it right now, and it's in full bloom, is solid red. Wow. And I'm just wondering if everybody <laughs> knows what it is. I do. I just want to see if they know. I have no idea what happened. A test. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you know, the the reason that this Governor Mouton has that variegation is because of the virus. The so where where you have a branch or a sport that has that little yellow uh, variegation in in the foliage is where you're usually going to see the buds that have that variegation. So I don't know if some of that got pruned out or. <laughs> Well, I had two viruses in January. I'm glad that I didn't get any variegation. <laughs> well, Ron, did somebody come back with spray paint? <laughs> if you go back to some of the old uh, Camellia books, I have one that was put out by the, by the Oregon Camellia Society. It's called Camellia's Illustrated. Uh-huh. And it makes it very clear what um, when uh, when you have a red bloom on a Governor Mouton, it is called Aunt Jetty. And... Um, so my red blooms are energetic. Next year I may have all variegated, and it'll be variegated uh, Governor Mouton. But that—that uh, that is a fact. I keep the little camellia illustrated beside my bed, and sometimes I look at it. I feel like I memorized it because I started about 1961. But anyway, Governor I think Mouton that is one of my favorite. I think that plant was grown with some marijuana. <laughs> it's just it revert it, it, i mean it can yeah that, that plant can continue to just revert back yeah I mean, it's it, wild ron i i'll be honest with you um uh that's in my in my book there's about of course it's a million on my that my wife just gave me one a couple of years ago which is a, a lovely pink and it's very delicate and all that and I, I like some of the new ones but you go back to the old Lady Vincent, Art Governor, Victor Emanuel, some of those really old ones, they're hard to beat. They're very dependable. Yes. I'll let somebody else have some time and I'll get off, but I just want to let you know that the uh, solid red on a Governor Mouton is Aunt Jetty. That's wonderful. Jetty. Thanks for that. Well, Ron, I want to know. uh, We've got about 30 seconds. What is your favorite camellia? Um, Well, uh, Governor Mouton used to be, uh, of course, when the Lady Van Sidar started blooming, um, I fall in love with them. Uh, it's sort of the one that's in bloom, but like I say, I'm an old fashioned, so I yeah. go back to the old varieties Governor Mouton, Lady Van Sidar. Uh, uh, I can't. Well, we got to, at any rate, we got to go. Magnificent floor. Magn- 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 mm-hmm. Ron, we got to go. CBS is right there. You you take it easy, buddy, and please call us back. Bye-bye. I'll do it. All righty. Bye-bye.